Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back to uh, Damon and Rattle. Larry Kruger sitting in for Damon today. The 95.7 The Game merch store is live. Visit 957thegameshop.com today to check out all the merchandise from show-specific shirts to hoodies. It's all at 957thegameshop.com. All right, it's time for our segment with Steve Kerr, which is brought to you by Xfinity. Stay connected, protected, and entertained. Steve, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been a while since I got a chance to talk to you, but it's always good to hear your voice. And, and um, you know, I, I got to ask you, um, we were talking a lot about James Wiseman and, you know, how you guys are developing him and how, you know, he's playing in the G League and he got called up and he got five minutes the other night. And I'm just kind of wondering, is there... Is there like diversity of opinions within your guys' walls and within the organization on how to develop uh, James Wiseman? I mean, it, are there multiple? Are there people that have differing differing opinions on how you guys should best do this? Well, I mean, there's there's uh, there's different opinions that turn into one strategy, you know. But I think the uh, the the dominant uh, thought is that he just needs to play. He needs to see the game unfold in front of him at both ends um, and and see it over and over again. And um, so he needs reps. And um, you know the, he's going to get a lot more reps in Santa Cruz. So this is uh, it's you know definitely unanimous in our organization and the people who are making these decisions that uh, this is. This is the right way to go. Uh, based only on the Santa Cruz games that you've seen, are you seeing the things you're looking for on a consistent basis? Um, and I'm not going to guess, well, when are you going to bring him back or anything? Like that? Are you seeing the progress that you expected to see when you sent him down? Uh, yeah, but you have to you have to understand. Um, it's been a few weeks, I guess, and... Um, you know, when you're talking about gaining experience, um, you know, at, at the level that that uh, you know we want him to gain it, um, it's not something that's going to happen in a handful of games. Uh, and one of the great things about Santa Cruz is that they they generally only play a couple games a week, so it's more like the college situation where you're getting three or four really good practices in and, you know, hands-on training uh, day in and day out and then a couple of games. So, you know, whereas in the NBA, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're hardly ever practicing. It's, um, you know, we're reviewing stuff on tape, you know, we're doing walkthroughs, but very few live practices because we have a game every other night. So this is, uh, this is something that, that makes sense, but it, it doesn't, doesn't happen overnight. I love watching Kevon Looney. I didn't think he could emerge as to, into this kind of player when I saw him come out of UCLA. I just didn't know that he could get up and down the floor and stay healthy. But um, without James's presence, Looney's averaging 23 minutes a game, the most of his career. I'm just kind of wondering if you guys and your staff feel that that minute allotment is sustainable for Loon, you know, for the whole year. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we talk to our performance staff every day about that, and they feel really confident uh, that Loon is healthy and, and moving well and feeling well. There may come a time in the season, you know, where we have to, uh, you know, have to, to tell him he's got to take a night off, which he doesn't want to do, and, and I don't blame him. You know, he, he takes great pride in, in being ready and available for us every single night. And um, I remember as a player, I, I once had a streak, I think, of four, four straight years playing all 82 games, and it was kind of the, you know, the thing I was most proud of. Um, and, and so Loon is, Loon is of that mindset, especially because he missed a lot of time early in his career. He wants to play every single night, and, and the great thing is he's, he's gotten his body and his health to a point where uh, he's, he's been able to do that you know, all of last year and so far all of this year. So it's, uh, we're, we're really happy for him, but you know, at some point we may, we may have to step in and say, all right, just take a, take a night off and, and, uh, if you need it. Is that going to be an easy conversation, or are you expecting a bit of an argument? Oh, yeah, huge argument. <laughs> some guys... Some guys were like, you know, you're just, you're just at the point where, you know, it, I mean, you, 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 there's no there, there's no point of arguing. You know, Draymond missed half the year last year with with the back injury. If he's banged up, you know, then then it's irresponsible for us to let him talk us into you know having him play. Um, but it's the ones that are, you know, like Loon's been really healthy and he feels good and and he wants to play so. Those are the ones where, you know, you, you're going to have a really tough argument on your hand. Steve Kerr with us uh, on 95.7 The Game. Let's go back to Wednesday night. Uh, you might not want to go back to Wednesday not. night. No. Yeah, let's not go back to Wednesday night. Uh, but, you know, we're watching on TV, Steve, and, and like, okay, so we're watching, and then the game's over. We get a little wrap-up from Fitz and Kalena, and then it's on to Bonte and, and the post-game show. What we don't see is what happens behind the scenes in your locker room to like could you paint that picture i mean you run off the floor you lose 124 123 do the coaches and players all stay in the same room are you guys in different rooms is there a lot of complaining is there is there is there is there discontent is that a good time to to uh have dialogue do you want separation there a 15 minute cooling off period paint us that picture of how you guys kind of kind of uh you know um, yeah. regroup, yeah. regroup, let's say, after a, a rough end like that? No, it's it's a great question, Larry, just because, uh, you know, it's such an emotional loss. It's such a brutal loss. I mean, I, I think probably the worst ending we've had, you know, since I've been coach. I mean, we I, I said after the game to the media, there's usually one game a year like this where you, you can't even believe what just happened. And I, I think that's the truth. But of all of those in my time here, that that was the worst one. And um, so in Utah, the uh, the coach's locker room is is like seventy five yards away from the uh, the players' locker room. Uh, so you know we have you know we have our time uh, away from from each other. Uh, I come in and address the team, you know, probably five minutes after the game ends. So. You know, I, I just I, I don't want to leave them sitting there because um, they're dead silent in the locker room. They're stunned, and so I just you know I I, I went in there and just told them um, what I just told you. There's one game a year that that this happens, and it's it's the worst. And you don't sleep, and it's you're up all night, and you can't believe what happened. But you have to learn from it. And as long as you learn from it, and it doesn't happen, especially you know in a playoff game. Then you know, then it's okay. Like you, you, but you have to learn from it. And I think there was plenty to learn from that game. Um, then at that point, you know, I I go to the coach's locker room and scream and yell and throw stuff against the wall and and you know, vent my frustration. <laughs> and when do you come down from that frustration? How long did it take you to put it away? Oh, you know, it took. It, it took a while it, you know it, that like i said that's that's the worst one we've had and it's a, it's a good hour long you know just you've got to be kidding me how did that happen you know that you want to immediately go to the tape to review everything which you do on the plane and and you you know then you're sort of hashing it out with the coaches you know what could we have done differently 
Um, and in the end, you know, uh, you, you, what we did today, we had yesterday off, but what we did today was we had a film session and we, we showed those key plays, you know. Um, we, if, as, and like I said, you know, last year uh, we lost a game to Indiana when we left a three-point shooter at the buzzer uh, up three. And, um, and we, we learned from that. We never did it again. Uh, we, we, uh, you know, in the playoffs, it didn't happen. Um, but you know, it happened. And, and so we, 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 we learned from it and, um, and we've got to learn from it this time. That's why we showed everything today. And I'm going to trust that the guys are going to, you know, take care of everything down the stretch next time we're in a similar position. Kuminga looked really good Wednesday night. I was so excited on draft night than when you guys drafted him. I just I felt like he was one of the better players in the draft, and whatever reason he fell to you guys, and I was just so excited. And he's got just a, a skill set physically that's just almost unmatched in the league, and his defense lately has been really, really good. And you kind of pointed out earlier this week that he's kind of learned how to defend without fouling, and that's such a hard line, I'm sure, to, to kind of impart to a young guy, Steve, but how have you guys developed him in that area? How do you how do you help him become a great defender, a dogged defender, but also not cross that line and pile up fouls and send guys to the line? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it really does take a village, you know, uh, that, to, to use the, that expression. I think it's appropriate here. We've got an incredible staff. We have great players on our team who are wonderful mentors for our younger guys. Andre Iguodala has done an incredible job uh, with with JK and and our you know our individual coaches who have have really worked hard with him you know Anthony Vereen, uh, Jacob Rubin um, you know they're with him every single day going over tape um, talking with him uh, you know we you know we try to sit down together um, JK and I do you know once a week or so and and maybe look at some tape or just discuss what's happening and what I like about what what's going on right now is his play has matched his uh, approach. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I think early in the season he was really frustrated. And the, the last month, rather than, than being frustrated, he's just sort of absorbing the lessons and applying the lessons. And now he's seeing the results. And it's like, okay, now the process is really working because instead of being frustrated um he's just more coachable now because he's growing and he's seeing the pictures and he's understanding what we're trying to teach him and and jk's a great young guy a great kid and um but very little experience and so all of this is you know there's so much to absorb playing in nba games you got to know every single opponent you know you've got to know their tendencies you've got to understand why you're doing something why you're not doing something and it, it doesn't just happen overnight. So um, it's just exciting to see it turning for him in such a natural uh, progression where he's, you know, his focus and his training and everything is, is improving and so is his play because that's, that's how it should work. Can you walk us through to the extent that you can when you have the epiphany on Kaminga? Was there a moment where... He did something on the floor that you've been talking to him about, and all of a sudden he not only did it, but he did it in such a way that sort of convinced you that he did it instinctively and understood what he was doing and why he was doing it and when he was doing it. I don't think there was one moment, but there was a, there was a game um, a couple of weeks ago where I think he played 14 minutes and was zero for zero from the field, but he was great defensively. And I, I said to him after the game in front of the team, I said, JK, you're great tonight. You did a great job. And he sort of looked at me like, I know exactly what he's thinking. Like, I didn't even take a shot, you know? <laughs> but, but he had been great. He was great defensively. And then we, you know, we go on the road and he, we go to Minnesota and, and Dallas and, he, you know, he guards Luca. Uh, had some some big plays in Minnesota as well, and he continues that play, um, and and really has a good stretch, and th- and then all of a sudden breaks through through on the scoring front uh, in Utah the other night, 
So it's been a stretch of, I don't know, seven, eight games where things have really come together. But it felt like he's, he's, it started to click when he realized he, he could he could be praised and really, um, you know, impactful without taking a shot. Um, that's when he realized, all right, I got if I just play defense, a lot of good stuff can happen. You guys get the Celtics, and I caught them the other night, and wow! I mean, they're 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 really rolling right now. I mean, uh, they're they're scoring 120 a game. Uh, Tatum's having a great year. Um, you you guys probably your coaching staff have sat down and kind of studied them probably in advance of this game. What, what are they looking like to you? Uh, what how do they look different from the team that you saw in the finals? Well, they are playing at a really high level. Um, I think the addition of Malcolm Brogdon was enormous for them. He's such a good player and he's a perfect fit for them because he's a, a pass first point guard who can make a shot, who can get to the rim. Really good defensively because of how uh, physically strong he is. And he's, you know, he's, he's, he's just a, a vet. He's a grown up. He knows how to win. And, um, adding him to the mix, um, and, you know, with Tatum playing the way he is and Brown, you know, Marcus Smart's always been, you know, one of the best defenders in the league. They just have a ton of continuity and they're hungry. You know, they lost in the finals last year, so they're, they're hungry and, and, uh, got a lot to play for. This is a team that has been, I think, to the, the conference finals four times, you know, in the last six years or so. Um, so they're, they've been knocking on the door for a while and this is, this is definitely their best team. And uh, they're they're by far the best team in the NBA right now. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to watch it. And then on your side of things, how is your team? Uh, I mean, obviously the personnel's different, but how are you guys different from that team that we saw in June? Well, I think what's exciting for us is we know our ceiling is much higher than where we are right now. Um, the reason we're not there is because we're a different team. You know, we brought back um, our our core guys, but our bench and our you know, new free agents are, are all new. Um, you know, the, the guys were playing, um, you know, regular minutes off the bench. So those guys were not here last year. And so we're still adapting. Our young players are, are growing, but still need work. And I think where we're going to be two, three months from now is going to be, you know, way f- further ahead than where we are right now. So, um, you know, we're, the good thing for us is um, nobody's running away with the West. Um, so while we are, you know, kind of treading water here and trying to find our way, um, we're still right in the thick of everything. And my my gut is that if we stay healthy, uh, this team has a chance to be really good. Uh, but it's gonna it's gonna take some more time. We just you know it, we we just need more time to put it together. And and I'm excited about that process. How much will you viscerally hate this road trip? Uh, like, define viscerally. Where, like, you just think about it and you just want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything in particular about this upcoming road trip that you think I should viscerally hate? Well, I mean, the two back-to-backs aren't very, don't look very much fun. Yeah. No. I mean, just being being on the road for essentially nine days. I mean, I'm not even talking about the quality of the opponent or what you're trying to accomplish in those days. Just the the idea of being back east yeah. for eight days and cramming six games into it. Yeah, and and uh, really good opponents too. Um, so this is is not going to be easy. But um, you know, the other thing. The other way to look at it is you're getting these games, you know, out of the way relatively early in the in the season. And uh, while we're in a little bit of a tough stretch and and um, you know not playing at our best, and and you know Wiggs is banged up and Steph and Draymond missed last game, all that stuff. Um, we know that uh, we are we're still built for the stretch run in the playoffs, and our goal is to be at our best by then. So. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. This could be a rough stretch. We'll, we'll try to go out on the road and, and uh, you know, get as many games as we can. But um, I like where we're heading. I like our energy. I like where our players, uh, you know, our, how, how our players are connecting with one another, how we're working, and, and how much better we can get. I think uh, 
I think there's there's a lot of good stuff coming. And more importantly, and this might be the most important question you get this time, did you watch the World Cup games today and what'd you think? Well, it, it was poor timing for us because I saw the morning uh, match until about the 80th minute and then we had our coaches meeting but we missed all of the it was zero zero when I you know when I left my office to go to our coaches meeting didn't see any of uh, of what followed and then we were in practice uh during the uh the second one uh the Netherlands and Argentina and I went to do my media and it was 2-1 in the 90th minute I thought all right well that's it and then by the time I was done with the, the damn media, they're always getting in the way, those guys. Uh, they're the worst. They're the worst. Damn and media. It was 2-2. Two, two. Two, two. So I, I missed, a, I did get to see the, the shootout, the penalty kick shootout, which is, by the way, just so painful for the losing side. So brutal. Ugh. It, but it, uh, exciting stuff, though. Did you did you give any thought to blowing off the coaches meeting and let them do it themselves? <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. But but did not ultimately decided I should probably go because I am the head coach. Steve, Steve, how uh, <laughs> how how outraged would NBA fans be if the NBA Finals uh, ended in a free throw shooting contest? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> uh, I feel pretty good about it though. We got Steph, yeah. and Jordan. Oh yeah, you guys are well positioned. Hey, you know, there, a buddy of mine worked for the Raiders for years, and he told me the story about Al Davis and sitting around in the in the war room on draft day. And Al went to one of his lieutenants and said, "Hey, what do you think of this player?" And the guy looked around the room, looked at Al, and said, "Al, I want what you want." <laughs> and basically passed. I, I'm kind of wondering, you know, um, you got coaches, you got assistant coaches, you got scouts, you got personnel guys, you got assistants to these guys. You got a lot of people, a lot of manpower in the organization. Who's the most independent voice in the building? And then how do you know that, you know, that you're getting your assistants real opinions and that they're not just sucking up to you or Bob <laughs> or Joe? Yeah, so you're talking about in our coaches meeting. Yeah, coaches or scouts. I mean, I mean, you know, if Joe says, "Hey, I want player X." I mean, what do you think, yeah. uh, scout? You know, assistant scout. I I like player X too. I mean, you know, who's truly independent? Is there a guy in the organization that you just know? It doesn't matter if he goes against you or Bob or Joe, but you're getting his honest and independent opinion, no matter what. Draymond. Well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll be I'll be honest. We we got a lot of those guys. <laughs> a lot of independent and, thinkers. That's good. Yes, yes. Uh, and and I will stick with our coaching staff because uh, you know those are the guys I'm with every day, and 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 you know I, I'm asking them what they think all the time, and um, you know we got we've got we've got some very. Uh, you know, strong-minded, strong-willed people on our coaching staff, and and I like that. I want people with with conviction. And you know, Ron Adams has always, you know, been really forthright with his opinions, and he's been fantastic. Um, you know, as, as a uh, confidant for me, you know, now that he's in more of a, an advisory role, um, I, I I love hearing his conviction and. And Kenny Atkinson, you know, very, very, uh, you know, forthright with his opinions. Decky, uh, Dan, uh, our, our Serbian coach, they, they, they all are, are wonderful because they offer their direct uh, opinion. And ultimately, when I make whatever decision it is, then they they move forward. Like they, they accept it and they embrace it and we move on and we, we go. And that's that's the way it should be. Do you have any thoughts on Brittany Griner above and beyond just being happy that she's home? In terms of like the political part of it, or wherever you want to go with it. Uh, I mean, I, I, I not real. I'm just thrilled that she's home. I mean, I, the overriding thought throughout this whole thing has just been. I mean, can you imagine going through what? what she's been through and um so the, the, the I, i'm not that interested in the debate about you know the swap and and the politics of it i'm just i'm just happy she's home and i'm happy for her family and 
uh, just can't imagine the, the trauma that she uh, has been through. Great stuff, Steve. Uh, just one business thing on the way out the door. Any update on Wiggins and the adductor injury? They had said that he wasn't going to go Saturday. How's, how's he recovering from that? When do you guys expect to see him on this trip? Yeah, he didn't practice with us today, but he got uh, a court workout um, with uh, one of our assistant coaches. And I uh, talked to him. He said he was feeling better. Uh, but, yeah, he won't play tomorrow. And we're uh, expecting him to go on the trip and, and uh, hopefully play But uh, you know, early in the trip. But it'll be kind of a day-to-day thing. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for your time. Good to talk to you. All right. You too, Larry. All right. We'll see you, Ray. Yep. There you go, Steve Kerr stopping by uh, as he does every week on ninety five seven. Whether he likes it or not, yeah, as he is contractually obligated to. No, no, it's always good to. I mean, uh, I could actually hear him trying to dig through the floor of his kitchen. So <laughs> how do I avoid? How do I avoid these idiots? Uh, you know, I, the one thing we we kind of ran out of time, but I was going to ask him about Steph's. Uh, uh, you know, Steph, I guess played a role in the in the uh, lure, trying the attempt to lure Aaron Judge to the Giants. Uh, I wonder if he had any information on that. Maybe we'll ask him about that in a future future time. But well, when we were talking about the Giants, I noticed you didn't blame Curry for the failure. I didn't. So maybe he had <laughs> yeah. no effect at all. Yes, yeah, or seriously. maybe he sucks at that too. What if that's what that was the strong take? It's Curry's the reason the judge said no. Uh, most likely not. Most likely, I, I you know I, I wonder how comfortable like a pro athlete would be in making. A pitch at all because from like what I read about the Warriors pitch in the Hamptons to Kevin Durant, they developed some like real pitch and then just scrapped it. Like when yeah, they got oh there, no. I got, you know, this is so hokey. We're not going with this. Let's just no. Talk. They didn't scrap it. Durant told them to stop. <laughs> really? Is that he was just, that way yeah, he he wanted to go and talk to the players. He'd give me the straight count here. And when when Curry was selling the Giants to Judge to the extent that he did. I can't imagine it would be any more thorough than, hey, it'd be cool to have you out here. And that's it. Because he can't evaluate anything else. He can't give them any frank discussions about what the clubhouse is like or, or you know, playing in the National League for the predominance of his year. I mean, he doesn't know anything about that. So I imagine it was one of those, hey, why don't you come out and play? We'll, we'll, go, we'll play golf or something. I, even, I don't even know if Judge plays golf. So I imagine it was very informal, very brief. And clearly not persuasive. Do we have the cut here? We do. Bob Myers talking a little bit about the uh, the KD recruitment with Steinie and Goo when he was on earlier this week. Players don't go somewhere for a GM. I'm humble and wise enough to know that. No players coming anywhere for me or any GM, in my opinion. Now, they might look at your track record and say, uh, this guy looks like he knows what he's doing or he's had success or not. They might do that. And I probably do to some degree, at least in the NBA. I think the biggest thing is who am I playing with? Uh, if you're talking about Kevin, I get to play with Steph, Draymond, Clay, Andre. When we went to the Hamptons to meet with Kevin, the most important part wasn't, we had a presentation and I'm telling you guys the truth. Literally the presentation, we, we stopped it 10 minutes in. Because if you know Kevin at all, Kevin was kind of looking around going, I don't, I don't need to see this stuff. I mean, literally, I, I, I think it wasn't even, I think one of us recognized or he kind of said, bro, turn that off. Which is fine, right? Because you have to show up with something. You can't be like, what's the presentation? We don't have one. The most important thing was he walked away alone with Steph, uh, Andre, Clay, and Draymond. And, and whatever they talked about, and I have an idea what they talked about, was, was that, that's why he came. Well, whatever whatever they said, it worked, right? Um, and then it didn't. And then it didn't. Yeah. And then uh, Draymond and uh, KD had a a night against the they Clippers. They had another meeting. Yeah, they had another meeting, and things didn't go quite as well in that meeting. Um, but that also wasn't the reason why he left. Right. Let's be honest. Well, what, well we you, don't have to relitigate that. <laughs> yeah, either. seriously. Why did KD really leave? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean that whole thing. I just when when I 
did you know my deep dive on who Durant was. So a couple people know who who I know who know Durant were like, hey, just all you got to do is just kind of know who the guy is, and you'd know that he'd want him. He likes to move. He likes to move around. The guy went to three different high schools. You know, some people like stability. Some people like um, you know the opposite of stability, right? They they need something new, a new challenge, a new well, this. If a there new is atmosphere. an opposite to stability. It is Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the absolute opposite of, of stability. Um, Watching Steph Curry. Now, by the way, one thing we another thing we didn't talk to Bob about is Steph Curry was named the SI Sportsman of the Year. What a resume! I mean, four NBA titles. Uh, you know, what he thirty-one six and five in the finals. Uh, you know, his forty-three and ten uh, performance in Game Four. His thirty-four in the in the clinching Game Six. I mean, the guy's done it all. Eight All Star games, couple scoring titles, MVPs. What did he do against Utah the other night? <laughs> yeah. I rest my case. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, the one thing I think that should be the overarching guiding fact of Golden State's season is this desire not to waste Steph Curry's age 34 season. I but, personally think Steph is playing at the highest level that I've seen. And I don't know if, if you agree with that, Ray, but I don't know that. I know maybe he's had certain years where he's had certain numbers and pockets where he's looked better. I just think that the total game, I think he's still at the apex. Like, I don't think he's crested the hill and taken and come down the other side yet. I think he's still, I think we're still seeing the high point of his career. Where, where are you on that? He is 34. I mean, most guys have already had their high point by 34. I I think he is cresting. I mean, it's there, at some point, and it's going to be sooner rather than later at this point, you know, it, the, this long, slow decline will happen. And I think that's one of the reasons why they're trying to be very mindful of his minutes now and, you know, load manage him from time to time. Because the urgency of winning game 27 or winning game 26, as it turned out, is a lot less than it is making sure that he's okay for game 70 through 82 and then 83 to whatever. You know, I mean... You're, he's he's probably going to get load managed once, maybe twice on this trip, because like I said, they've got two back to backs. So you know, do you play him against Milwaukee and then sit him against Indiana? Do you sit him against the Knicks so he can play against Brooklyn? You know, those are decisions that are they're they're paramount because all you need to do is wear him out and have him hurt hurt an ankle. You know, because you're playing him too much, because you're chasing that one win against the Hawks. You know, and then you, and then you're done. And so that's why when he doesn't play against Utah, or he doesn't play 40 minutes in a close game, even though he's playing well, I'm fine with that. I mean, it should be that, because there are a finite number of minutes in every player, and. This, the longer you can delay the end of Curry, the better off you're going to like it if you're you're the Warriors. So you know he may only play four games on this trip, um, and I frankly I wouldn't be surprised if you know if he only plays three. It's just at some point you have to accept that short term short term gain is play him till he drops. The long-term failing is when he drops. Yeah, I mean, and, and and you don't know if if you know there's how he's going to play at the end of this year. You know, I mean, I, I think you see it in the NFL with with older quarterbacks when the calendar turns to December and then January. Sometimes older quarterbacks who had a really good, you know, really good September October get to November and December and early January and they look like they've run out of gas. I mean, they, 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 it's a reality. I mean, they, heck, the year that Roger Craig, the four, 49er you know, running back slash fullback went for 1,000-1,000, the Niners wind up in the playoffs that year against the New York Giants. And I think Roger had nothing. He had nothing left. And that might fumble. be because these guys don't come with gas gauges. Right. They, they, well, they kind of do now, right? The, well, don't they kind of, don't they put like little sensors on these guys and have an idea of how, where their yeah, body is? Yeah, but you is? still don't know when a guy is just going to finally E on you. Right. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's all guesswork. And that was, you know, one of the reasons why Greg Popovich invented load management. 
try to you know keep the needle up above E as long as possible. But even then, you don't know what's going to happen. I don't mind load. I don't like load management for the most part because heck, Jordan played all the games and all these old guys played all the games. But I, my real pushback on load management isn't the rest because heck, if you need rest, you need rest. It's the combination of dynamic pricing and load management that is the true ripoff. You're oh. going to pay a premium to see this player. Oh, but now this player's sitting out. You're not getting a discount on your premium. No, uh, no, they. You're paying. What, it's, it's, it's one of the great. It's like, hey, you want you want a filet mignon? Yeah, I do. Oh, we're out of filet mignon. Here's here's a little flank steak, uh, but it's at filet mignon prices. Do you mind? Well, yeah, yeah, I kind of I kind of mind. Yeah, no, it's listen. Sports franchises have always had this delightful dodge where they say, well, you're not paying for anything other than a game between two teams. Right. We gave you a game. You know, it says so on the ticket. But it's marketed to come watch Steph well, and the Warriors. Yes, against, because you know, it, it, it's Joel a, Embiid and the Sixers. No, it, it's, it's a delicious and hilarious lie that people have bought into for forever. And now... You know, that it's clear, at least in the NBA, that when you buy your ticket, you're not buying the experience you think you're getting, which is, I get to see my favorite players. I think you're starting to see some pushback, you know, not a lot because people are going to, I guarantee you on this road trip, they will sell out every game but Indiana. That's just guaranteed. And even then, and they might sell out Indiana too. And Indiana's one of the few teams that hasn't sold out a single game yet this year. But people are willing to roll the dice on him and LeBron James. Nobody else. Right. So that's, that's the star power. Yeah. I, so, I mean, like you, don't go, of, you don't go watch the Stones and don't get Mick. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. It's, you know, I don't know that they have dynamic pricing in, it, in Indianapolis. So, they might just be the flat rate, and well, you get the Warriors, you take your chances. But if they could call the Warriors and say, "Hey, are you going to play Curry in our town tonight?" and the Warriors say yes, if they could figure out a way to do it, they'd jack those prices up as high as they could go. By the way, the younger people in the demographics, that's the Rolling Stones, and that would be Mick Jagger, uh, for those of you who probably missed that reference. You know uh, what? If they missed the reference, <laughs> the hell with them. The hell with them. Um, I'm li- driving around the other day, listening to Signing Goo. We only have... Wow. Yeah. You, you know how to have a bad time. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Priest calls in and says the Warriors are done. Says they're not going to... They're, they're done winning titles. You got a quick thought on that as we go to the break? Stop asking Priest what he thinks about anything. <laughs> I love Priest. Yeah, does he know anything? Uh, as far as callers go, no. I think he's pretty. I think he's insightful. I like I'm not him. saying as far as how low do you want the bar to be set? <laughs> does Priest have any sort of either inside or valuable information? Priest is an OG caller. I, when I hear Priest on any show, I'm like, yeah, I gotta listen. I gotta, I, I gotta listen in. No, 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 I'm not saying you shouldn't call, and I'm not saying that other people <laughs> should be answer the call. I just want to know if he knows something that the rest of us don't know. I'm going to guess not. He says they're done. He says they're not going to win any more titles. Okay, fine then. They won't. That, then he it. should stop watching. <laughs> that you, do you get that, Priest? Ray says stop watching altogether. Well, I'm trying to think of his finite time on this planet. He should not be burdened by a team that won't give him a parade. Um, that was a great segment with uh, with Steve Kerr. Great time talking to Kerr. We are sponsored by ChooseChangeCalifornia.org. All right, Ray. How about a little? How about a little uh, World Cup? I want a couple thoughts on the uh, the big match for England coming up. You got some thoughts you can share with us? Oh, France is going to boat race them. Really? Oh yeah, France well, is loaded. More of that straight ahead on ninety five seven. The game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're coming down the home stretch on a Friday. Larry Kruger sitting in for Damon Bruce on Damon and Ratto. And Football Fridays are sponsored by the Jim Ursay Collection at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium. Tomorrow, for free tickets, visit JimUrsayCollection.com. All right. Um, there was a there was fisticuffs in here uh, at the break. Lucas and Ray. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. You guys got a little physical. It was very uncomfortable. Uh, I you know I don't know what to say about it. It's uh, well, then you shouldn't have said anything about it, should you? <laughs> Who would I take, Lucas or Ray, in a mano a mano? A two men enter, one man leave. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I'll tell you what. If those are the choices. I'll be the one to leave. <laughs> well, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, all right. Penal- uh, what do you think? Tomorrow, we, we get England-France. We, well, tomorrow is the finals of the quarters, right? Is that what is Yeah, that, is that the th- other two quarterfinals are tomorrow. So, it's Morocco-Portugal? Uh-huh. Who do you like? Probably Portugal, although Morocco's a fun counterpunching team. I mean... I like the fact that Portugal's being really good without getting anything from Cristiano Ronaldo, who is done. He's done? He's done. But didn't he want some absurd amount of money? I thought he was going to get some ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, like $200, $200 million, or 200 million pounds, is truth. For one year, right? Oh, it's not for one year. It's, I think it was a two-year deal from a Saudi team. Okay, so, by the way... Uh, and I, 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 you know, I don't watch a lot of uh, Premiership, but I do watch Shame the World you. Cup. I know, I know. I probably should get into it. Um, but in the World Cup last go round, U.S. playing Portugal, there was a play, and I'm sure you remember it. I I remember it just because it was it seemed like a miracle, and I was told by my soccer fan friends that it's not only not a miracle that this guy can do this repeatedly. It was late in the action. Didn't the U.S. have a lead against Portugal? And Ronaldo was on the far was let's say on the on the close side of the field, and he kicked the ball all the way, and it had kind of a bend to it, and he kicked it like maybe 30, 30 yards forward. But with like a bend to a guy on the run who shot it and made it. Yeah. Do you remember the play? I do remember the play. And, and Ronaldo that, made that play was any that spe- number of times. Was that so that was not like some super rare, spectacular highlight. It's it not was, it's not super rare if you're great. And Cristiano Ronaldo was indisputably great. But he is But you know exactly the sequence I'm talking about, yes. right? Yeah. But he's at the end now. I mean that's the thing. He did that. It was ama- it was amazing when he did it. It would be amazing when somebody else does it in 10 years. But in terms of him, yeah, the, the boat has sailed. Is he no longer the superstar player on Portugal's national team? He's the superstar, but he's not the most important player. In fact, he you know didn't even start the last game. And the guy who replaced him had a hat trick. So the transition to him being a 
very wealthy civilian is well underway. What's the key? Now, Portugal's a favorite, I would imagine, over Morocco? Yes. Is it a slight favorite, maybe? I don't know if you I, know I, the odds. I, I, the people don't know enough about Morocco to want to bet on them comfortably, so I don't think it, I don't think they're a slight favorite. I'm not sure what the odds are, but, but, you, but you I think like, they're significant. You like Portugal to advance? I, I think so. They just have more more good players. And what's the key in that in that matchup? I mean, does Morocco have? Is there some some Morocco's trait got a, of Morocco that uh, Morocco's, Morocco's got, team that you're looking for? Morocco's got to hold off Portugal's waves of attack. They have about five or six guys who are really good going forward. I think Bruno, Bruno Fernandez is superb, I and mean, there's there's just a ton of them. I think it's just. Portugal in numbers is just better than Morocco, and Morocco's got to do sort of what Croatia did today, which is, you know, just hold the fort till you get a break. Portugal, Lucas says, is a three to one favorite to advance. So yeah, that's okay. Let's talk. It's fairly significant for the quarters. Let's talk about what they're just going crazy about. I'm sure right now in London and in Paris, and that's uh, England and France tomorrow. What time Pacific are we getting that? Eleven. 11 a.m. You'll be out of bed by then, or, or you'll Not at least possibly. be bailed out of jail by then. Yeah, exactly. I'll be out of the drug tank uh, in time for that one. Um, is this handicap the matchup? Give us a little, uh, a little flavor. Paint the picture. Kylian Mbappe is right now probably the best player in the world. He plays for France, right? PSG uh, plays for PSG, right? Yeah, he's he's extraordinary, and he's had an extraordinary tournament. Um, he is surrounded by other players who I think position by position are better than their opposite numbers for the Brits. The Brits are going to have to play unpleasant counterpunching soccer to 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 stay in that and then hope it goes to extra time and then steal one. I mean, England is not without talent. Their best player might be Jude Bellingham, who's a young guy who plays at Borussia Dortmund. But for the most part, France is just better. France and Brazil were the two co-favorites going into the tournament. Now that Brazil's out, France is probably close to a prohibitive favorite. So, if you want to bet the chalk, bet them. You won't get a value on your money, but... Lucas was saying it's a near pick'em, but France is a slight favorite. Slight See, favorite. but that's but that's the, the, the books following the way the money goes. England's going to get a lot of support because a lot of people watch the Premier League. But France is demonstrably better. Who is the and Croatia is Croatia? Um, you know, upset Brazil. They had a great World Cup last time around. Yeah, they went to the final. Right. So, I mean, is that are they kind of on, on the uptick? I mean, are you, were you surprised that Croatia fared as well in this? You know, after going to the final last time around, were you surprised that they pulled the upset today against Brazil? I mean, how surprising is this? It, it's, surpri- it's surprising to me that they beat Brazil, but it's not surprising that they've gone as deep as they are because if they had another bracket you know they they would do what they what they did today and what they've done for two tournaments now which is hang around and hang around and hang around and be just slightly smarter than you and then when they get a break they make the most of it they've got a they've got a delightful little imp named Luka Modric who's about a thousand years old but he's still so important to them that he almost never comes off I mean just he plays forever and He's smart. The guys around him are smart. And they are really smart in defense, which means that Brazil, for all its talent, couldn't get many good looks at the goal. They they got one really good one. They got another one that hit the post. But that was it. And their goaltender is preposterously good. England uh, great at possessing the ball, right? I mean, aren't they? France is better at possessing the ball. France is France, better at everything. Really? Uh, did you? What did you think of the way England played the U.S.? Did they play down to the U.S.? Yeah, they did. Matchup? They they let the the U.S. Draw. they let the U.S. midfielders have their way with with the field, and they got roundly crucified for it by the by the British media because that was as bad as they looked. Because they crushed Iran, they dominated Wales. Um, and in all in all honesty, the American game was a was a real egg for them. But they got past it. If they'd played the Americans a second time, they would have beat them severely again because they're just better. But on that day, I think they took the U.S. lightly, and the U.S. is exactly the kind of team you don't take lightly. You when you play the U.S., you have to play them as though they're good so that you can crush them. 
Did you see the? I know we got to run. E sixty. Did you see the E sixty with uh, with um, on on the Qatar uh, World Cup yeah. and all the people who died? Yeah, it's a, it's Jeremy Shap. It, it's really a well done. Yeah, hour. this is th- this is the guiltiest pleasure in a series of guilty pleasures for the World Cup. I mean, when they had it in Russia, I mean that was a little bit cringy. This is way cringy. You watch the games with a, like a sort of a brackish aftertaste in your mouth, but then you drink and you forget. Right. Thousands of people died to make... Uh, make they are estimating somewhere between 6,500 and 8,000. The conditions... The, the Qataris are admitting to about 400. Yeah, the conditions that the workers uh, were subjected to, especially early on before they made the adjustments, was just heinous. Well, they, they were slaves. Yeah. I mean, that, they, yeah, they weren't even workers. They yeah. were slaves. Well, I mean, there's a lady who points that out in the, in the piece. She says, you know, Qatar in 2022 was a, essentially a slave state. Uh, that does it for us. All right, fast three hours, Because we're a slave state, too. <laughs> Thanks to Grandy, thanks to Lucas, thanks to Will Clark, thanks to Steve Kerr, uh, thanks to you, Ray. What's coming up next on The Game is brought to you by Fremont Bank, the best of the game. An hour of 95.7 The Game's best content from today is coming up next. Three hours, we made it. I genuinely never understand how we get an hour's worth of the best of the day. There you go. I, I figure 10 minutes is about as good as we can go. Good to see you, Ray. See you later, pal. All righty. That does it for us. Have a great night, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.